Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Do you know what Saturday, May 15th, 2021 is? It's our Commotion Dance Program Spring Dance Recital, Odori Masuri Volume 6. We couldn't help but to talk about how excited we are and how much we are looking forward to this day on this week's episode. Remember several weeks ago how I mentioned Peter Reed as one of my greatest mentors but ran out of time to go in depth to talk about why? Believe it or not, there's a strong connection between our recital and Peter and we went on to talk about it in depth in this episode. We hope you enjoy our conversation. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. It's here. It's the recital week. I Yay. can't believe it. I know. So it's a special edition of the podcast today, obviously, with the recital approaching this Saturday, May 15th, 2021. We have to do an episode dedicated to the recital. It's the return of the recital. It's, you know... I always get excited about the recital, but this year is definitely a special one for several reasons. Uh, one being the fact that we took one year hiatus because of COVID-19. And two, because it is Alex's senior year. And we actually have three graduating seniors who I feel like I've gotten to watch them grow as adults and dancers through their lives. And uh, so it's a little bittersweet. Um, I'm already having like, you know, the anxiety related to recital like it, i couldn't sleep last night and every time i wake up in the middle of the night my thoughts automatically go there so i have a hard time falling back asleep so that's starting uh which is very typical for me and uh so there's a lot of feelings and thoughts that's involved in this so today we're just gonna kind of talk about it and why this recital means so much to us Deuce, how you feel oh i'm so excited So excited. You know, and when you lose a a year of something like that and so many things that we lost last year, it does come back meaning a little bit more. Mm. And I think there's a little part of my brain that's denying that these seniors are graduating. So Saturday will bring that all home for me for sure. I keep I keep forgetting that part. Mm. (laughs) It just feels surreal. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? To, you know, it's it's three current seniors, but it's also like three seniors who didn't get to have their last recital last year. That's going to be taking the stage for the final time. Yes. So it's six of them together, which, you know, in a way, I am grateful that all six of them are taking the stage for the last time all together uh, because, you know, those six have really been with me from the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they mean ton to me. And, and, and the fact that we get to celebrate them all together means a lot, you know, and it's a very, very going to be a special afternoon and the one that we're not going to we're not going to forget for a while. Uh, it's going to be a really, really special one. I mean, we've had recitals in the past and we've had seniors graduate. This is the first one where our, you know, in-house grown seniors, mm-hmm. you know, these kids I've known since they were like 10 or nine. That, that they're graduating from our program and they've been with us since year one and they got to go through it. And uh, it's just really, really meaningful. Uh, it's hard to put it in words what I'm feeling 
because it's it's a it's a lot of emotions. I'm sure it's all gonna come out on Saturday. <laughs> Are you gonna cry too? I I don't. You know I don't cry. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if that happens, you know how much that meant. <laughs> I, I have no I only heart. cry because these girls walk around crying. No, oh that's not gosh. true. No. <laughs> I, I, probably one of the most. I don't cry a whole lot either. I don't think. Well, maybe I. I don't know. But dance really brings out a lot of emotions in me anyway i'm not sure what it is but it doesn't just have to be my kid it's just watching dance recitals and seeing the kids up there and it brings up so many emotions so. well I, I think it's because you're 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 a dancer you're an inner dancer you know just like it, that, that I, maybe just it's the out. loss for the inner dancer in me yeah <laughs> like all of those dance recitals that i was the one hiding in the back <laughs> you were no. hiding in the back Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I see my daughter pushing her way to the front in every class that she ever does. And I think, man, she is not mine. I was so a back row girl. <laughs> back row was your spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was also the one. I mean, there's there's at least one in every class, right? I was the one who didn't know the dances. Mm. So everybody else would be beautiful and, you know, they would just be finishing their spin while I was starting mine or just not doing it all together. <laughs> that was me. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. All right. All right. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to break out some of my old all dance videos. Put it I don't think I have any videos, but I have a lot of pictures. Yeah. Pull those out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I got us way off track there. Anyway, yeah, it's it's very emotional anyway. So I can only imagine that this year is is going to be extra emotional. Finally getting to have a recital after all of this time, celebrating these really special dancers. Um, being yeah. outside is going to be really cool, too. Yeah, you know, I'm excited. And, and that aspect of being it outside, I think, is very fitting to our dance program. You know, we are, so for those of you who never experienced our dance recital, I think a lot of people, when they think of dance recital, it's one of those like, oh, I have to go to my kid's <laughs> dance recital, right? I think we have a different mindset. I know I'm biased, but I get really excited to be at the recital. I wish one year I can just sit in the audience and enjoy it um, because we have a different feel to it. So we're not like traditional, this beautiful put together we're not put together at all by any means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that, though. You don't have to tell them. But, but that's, that's just how I roll, right? Like, nothing I do is ever, quote, unquote, put together. It's just very raw and, and very, I wouldn't say unorganized, because it is organized. Um, but it's, it's ball of fun. Uh, mm -hmm. And we call it Odori Matsuri, which translates in, in, in English to dance festival or a festival of dance, your dance party. And, and that's the vibe that we go for. Every time I think of our recital, that's, you know, that's the vibe that we go for. I want it to be fun. I want it to be relaxing. I mean, like this outdoor venue, it's at a winery. So there's going to be alcohol that's going to be available for adults to purchase. There's going to be food trucks that we invited. And so it's going to, and, and then on top of that, kids are going to be dancing on stage and it's, and it's going to be a beautiful day, hopefully. So it's going to be a great day. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, that matches who we are. You know, like if we, if I came on stage dressed in suit and tie, people are going to be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? Like that's def like, I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. And so that's the vibe. Then that's how I would probably appear on stage. Like I would never come to a dance recital just because I, you know, I run this program that I'm going to wear a suit and tie. Like, that's just not who I am. 
And that's not the vibe that I want my, you know, our recital to have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very fitting that it's outdoors, number one. And there's going to be alcohol and food and it's just going to be a good time. And, you know, I always think about this. Emotions are high at our dance recitals. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like ridiculously high. Probably a little over dramatic, (laughs) but (laughs) from the dancers, it's really high. Alex told me this week that she bought a waterproof mascara because she knows that she's going to be crying the entire time. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't remember, like, I don't know that if that's, like, a normal thing or if that's just, like, happens at other dance studios. I wouldn't know. But I feel like that's not the case. I, yeah, I don't remember that when I danced. No, you don't remember wearing waterproof kept mascara? I mean, to maybe recital? I wore waterproof mascara, but it wasn't because I was going to be crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the, let's be real. Like, there's nothing wrong with being emotional and having that much of an emotional attachment to what you do. That's great. But we also recognize we're talking about teenage girls who are very emotionally driven. And, <laughs> and so, in a sense, it's a little. A little funny. Yeah. <laughs> a few years ago, I walked into the room, into the peer leader yeah. um, dressing room, and every one of them, they were just walking around hugging each other and crying. And there was there was like absolutely no reason. <laughs> None. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to be sympathetic to this emotion, but I'm also like... What, what is happening in here? Why is this necessary? What are we accomplishing here? I agree. I remember Robin and Alexis came and grabbed me. He's like, Hitty, you need to come check this out. And and then they're like, we got to go in here. He's like, well, it's the girls changing room. I don't want to go in. I said, no, it's safe. Just go in. <laughs> so I walk into this. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? They're all sitting around in a circle, sitting on the floor, crying. I'm like, what is going on? This is nobody's senior recital. We're going to be all back together in September. And right? It's not like the lead ballerina broke her ankle and there no. was nobody to go on stage. It was all, everything was cool. <laughs> they were all prepared. <laughs> Just crying. And I think the younger ones, like Amelia, yeah. who maybe wouldn't normally be sitting in the room crying, suddenly was because everybody else is. So you almost feel like obligated. Like, well, do I have to cry? <laughs> Let me muster up some tears. Yeah. Or you're just soaking up everybody else's emotions, not even understanding them, but joining in, in the tears. But anyway, yeah. I know. It's it, it's it's fun. I think we could talk about it because we talk about it to their face. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's true. It's like, the, so I cannot imagine what this one's going to be like with six of them being seniors or, you know, seniors who missed the recital last year. So I don't know. I expect a lot of emotions from many aspects. I, I know, like, my wife, Corey's she's going to be really emotional i mean she's gotten to watch alex dance you know basically from when she was three to to now and this is gonna be her last recital i mean it's it's gonna be a really uh it's gonna be tough to watch her senior so this is like the culmination of her dance career you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so not that she's not gonna continue to dance or anything but you know it's gonna be the last time that she'll be dancing under our umbrella right closing a little chapter a chapter ends yeah and so all right now uh, what are you doing trying to get me to cry 
I mean, <laughs> you've cried on the podcast before, so. <laughs> just Won't be wait. the first. Uh, just wait. When Mel's a senior, I'm going to interview you a whole bunch. Oh, man. What was your favorite moment with Mel in the dance program? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. And it would just be tear works the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to get me on a day when they don't like me. <laughs> and then I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so if you're interested um because this podcast is going to come out on thursday recital is this saturday may 15th 2021 spyglass Ridge winery doors or the venue opens at 2 p.m tickets can be bought at the venue on the day of so if you're interested in joining us come join us it's going to be a fun afternoon i'll repeat this at the very end too um <laughs> And Here's like you said, it is going to be that festival feel. The tickets are mm-hmm. wristbands, and there's going to be uh, the food trucks and lawn chairs, blankets. Mm-hmm. I, it's really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, two food trucks: Mike's food truck and the Real Taste uh, food truck from Jersey Shore, the Mexican one, the purple Mexican truck, <laughs> and uh, Mexican food truck. So it's going to be awesome it's really like all our friends are gonna be there you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's our food truck buddies there the venue the people are so nice all the volunteers are our clients and they're so friendly and our interns are gonna be working the traffic wearing a yellow vest i think <laughs> gabe's gonna join us in that i think he'll love it <laughs> <laughs> yellow vest no shirt right <laughs> i'm imagining these like clumped up piles of cars just in random places <laughs> <laughs> that'll be Gabe's section. I'm totally I'm totally kidding, but yeah. <laughs> it is funny that you would be willing to talk about your son that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gabe will actually be the one who they're all in a very straight line. He was the kid that never actually played with his matchboxes. He just lined them up in straight lines all day long. Really? Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So he'll have he'll be It'll drive him crazy if everybody isn't as consistent as he is. <laughs> All right. So I put the right people on the park. Yes. Days. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, so let's, you know, we can go on and on about talking about what the recital is going to mean, mean, you know, what, what it means to us. But we teased it in the previous podcast a couple, couple episodes ago about the impact that Peter has had on my life. Mm-hmm. And I can't talk about the recital without talking about Peter. Right. I mean, the, the work that I do is because of him, like the, the work that I do with youth and how passionate I am about working with youth and making sure that we're doing, you know, we're leading them in the right way, in the best way that we know how to uh, without the presence of Peter in my life. And, and there's a scholarship that's dedicated, dedicated to his name that we give out to our current commotion families to give to somebody in the community in need. I know it's a little complicated process to process, you know, but um, so Peter was my mentor in high school. Um, I wasn't in a good mental state when I got to high school. I mean, I moved to the United States when I was in seventh grade, didn't speak a lick of English, didn't know the culture. Like I imagine going to a different country and not knowing their language or anything about their culture at all and being told you have to live there and literally go through the school system with, I mean, I had a great ESL teacher and the assistant who helped me but everything that you hear is basically a sound or a noise, and you didn't understand it. 
and you grew up in that environment and then third year you start to get a little bit more accustomed to it because the more that you expose yourself to it the more you learn and by freshman year I was starting to get a hang of it um, but you know I also had issues at home like my you know traditional Japanese parents aren't as close as like how Corey and Alex are close uh, and so I was never really close to my parents and I still am not um, you know we have a good relationship but it doesn't mean that we're close and so I was going through some stuff and I think it was like 10th or 11th grade is when I really started to have issues and that's when Peter whose official title was school psychologist um, started to meet with me on a weekly basis and basically he said listen if you ever need to come and talk to me I'm available I'll give you a pass for your class and you can come and sit in here and talk to me and so we had frequent conversations and he basically saved my life is what it comes down to I struggled a lot not I didn't know it back then but what I was dealing with is a mental health crisis uh, of being 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 angry about where I was who I was where I you know what I was doing and uh, self-harm was basically my my solution and Peter was the one who basically kind of you know through our conversations through our actions just kind of showed me that like he cared for me and that's what I needed to know is that somebody cared for me and uh, you know he saved my life and he's played a, such a huge role in my life and, and I can go into, into details about it and I think I have mentioned this on my podcast before basically there was one day um, you know I was standing in in the kitchen after school really depressed not because you know like a lot of kids have social life after school right I didn't because uh, I, I, I didn't have a lot of friends these kids grew up together so they had like a lot of friends that they hung out with. I was the outsider that came in eighth, seventh grade that didn't even speak English. So all the friend circles were already established. I wasn't able to connect with anybody. So I basically, I basically I was alone. So my afternoon routine basically entailed of after school, I'd walk home um, because a lot of times my parents weren't able to pick me up. And it was like a 15 minute walk and we lived in a pretty safe neighborhood. So my parents were just like, just walk home. So I walked home. And I got home and I was just like by myself at home. I went into the kitchen and grabbed the knife and I was ready to just like end it. Like that's how depressed I was. Um, but I just, Peter's face kept appearing in my mind, uh, kept appearing in my mind. And uh, I just, I just couldn't do it. And I, you know, I, I couldn't do it. And I just went back into my room and cried. Um but if it wasn't for that relationship I was able to establish with Peter, I don't know that if I'd be here today. And um, Peter was a great mentor to me through the through my time in high school. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away when when I was a sophomore in college. And that's when I kind of said to myself, I remember this, I was walking in Sol at Salisbury University. I was walking back from the dining hall to my dorm and that's when my mom called me and told me the news and that's when I made a promise to myself was like you know what the world just lost a great person his shoes are going to be really hard to fill 
but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to dedicate my life to doing the work that he did while he was on this earth. You know, that's, that was just kind of meant to, and I don't, I didn't know whatever field or how that I was going to make that happen. But I knew that like working with youth and impacting the youth was something that, that I wanted to do in the future. And through my work here through commotion dance program and working with the youth athletes that's something that i always come back to and uh when we did our recital the first thing i wanted to do was i wanted to establish a scholarship in his name um and and honor him through what we do uh and that, that scholarship what allows us to give an opportunity to kids who probably wouldn't have the means to afford dance classes or even a thought of doing a dance class because you know whatever circumstances that they're going through give them an opportunity to do so through our dance program uh, even with our current dancers you know the peer leadership program is established in in honor of the peer leadership program that he had at the high school that which is basically a big part of why I was able to make connections with him and connect with other kids through that program. And uh, so everything that I do in regards to youth, like there's piece of Peter that I, I think about and I connect to um, in serving the youth. So, you know, when somebody asks me, like, you know, why do you have such strong passion for kids or why do you, why do you love working with kids so much? It's because of the impact the Peter has left on my heart that, you know, when re when you receive something so great like that, you can't help but to want to give it back. Right. And so that's uh, that's what I go back to. And that's why this recital, I think, means so much. And that that spirit of Peter, of that generosity and love and just going after it with your heart that stems from him. And I think that that's that's kind of ingrained in the program and that's why everybody is so emotional at the end because they put they pour their hearts and soul into what they do you know through our struggles and the fun times and uh that's how i feel i guess i'm not sure while you were talking about him that you ever said his full name really i i don't know i mean maybe you did when we go back and listen but yeah we have to give him a shout out full name dr peter reed yeah and and this year it's actually um the description of it and his picture is in the program because okay. a lot of people ask like who is peter who's mm -hmm. peter reed and so i you know one of the staff members suggested that i put that in the program and we did that so hopefully people will come to realize will recognize who he is and you know i wish uh i wish i could still talk to him i wish i could tell him about what we we're doing and you know because Sometimes we don't get to say thank you to the people that we really want to, right? So true. Right? And and, and, the, and let them know the impact that they had. So, you know, that's another thing. Like, I try I try my best to do that when I have the opportunity to, <laughs> to, say, to say thank you and let them know how much of an impact that they had on my life because sometimes it becomes too late. And, and, and it's kind of sad when that happens. Sure. But I think also the way that you honor him – all of us around you can feel it so deeply, mm -hmm. you know, never having even met this man. 
I can feel what a good man he was. And I'm grateful for him too, because imagine if he wasn't there for you. Mm -hmm. Imagine if he wasn't that face that you saw, we wouldn't have all of this. So there, there's a piece of me never having met this man that's grateful for someone that I've never met, knowing that he helped you to be strong. He helped you to, to, to move on. He helped you to conquer mm -hmm. so many things. You know, as, as I'm talking about this, it's, I always come back to this point of it's interesting how life happens, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the moment that I was going through that struggle, I didn't know why. I didn't understand why. I, I didn't understand why I felt so alone. I didn't understand why I felt the need to like be that depressed. Why on earth did I, did my parents think it would be a good idea to move to a, a completely different country? You know, like none of those things made sense. But if it wasn't for those hard circumstances and if it wasn't for the location we moved to, I would have never met Peter. Mm -hmm. And I would never been able to establish that relationship. I would never had that desire or burning desire to want to work with youth. And if it wasn't for that, like, I don't think I would have the same passion for working with kids as I do today. That's my driving force, right? Like when you think of like, what's your why? That's my why. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my passion and love for working with youth is basically it comes down to my relationship with Peter and what he meant to me. And, um, you know, those hard times, they don't last forever. Right. And when you come out on the other end of it and you're able to connect the dots like far, far years removed, it might not be one or two years after you go through those hard times. These things make sense. It might take 10 years, mm -hmm. it might take 20 years. When you're far, far enough removed from the situation, you look back and you're able to connect the dots. Then you start to realize like, wow, like it's amazing how life works. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And, you know, I think we we own it to the people who's come before us um, to continue on the work or do the work that they were doing in our own ways uh, and continue to serve others. Mm hmm. Um, and then, and I hope that like through our program, we're able to pass that on to the kids that we work with. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You should talk a little bit too about how you do that at the recital, how talk about a little bit more about how that all works, your, your scholarship. Yeah. So the scholarship is, is a, it's a unique scholarship. So it's not like, here's a scholarship. You get it. Um, I literally draw a random name out of the hat and this recipient is the one who gets to give this scholarship to somebody else. So we draw a random name. And in the years past, it's, it's really funny because the, the people who got the scholarship to give to somebody else, they were close family members or close members, close community members of ours who's been with us from like year one. And so we know these people by heart and they understand the spirit of the program and what the scholarship means. So they really take it seriously because, you know, I we ask that like they include the dancers in the thought process of thinking about family members or family or or kids who they could who could benefit from this scholarship. And uh, the kids who's come to be part of our program as a result of this scholarship that's given to them. I think for the most part had a great time and they, you know, a lot of them continue to be part of our facility mm -hmm. and always so grateful mm -hmm. and nobody knows really who the scholarship recipients are except those people 
mm-hmm. who who give it to them. So really, I, it, it's it's really nice because you're being chosen to pass it on. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're, you know, most of us are like, oh, I want to re- win that raffle or, oh, I want to re- win that scholarship or, you know, whatever. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to be chosen mm-hmm. to be a good, kind, giving person. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really incredible. I, I really, uh, I, I like the way that the scholarship works. Yeah, it's a gift of, gift of giving a gift, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's basically what it is. And, and, you know, like as a recipient, the what you get is like this feel good vibe of being able to give this scholarship to someone else Mm -hmm. and although it may not like benefit you financially in that moment i think that thought process of trying to come up with people that they could potentially give to along with their kids i think i hope is a meaningful one and a meaningful conversation of you know what it means to give and how important it is to give especially in today's culture um and that's why you know, I think it's very fitting that Peter's name is attached to it because he gave endlessly to the youth that they, he worked with, including myself. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a spirit that I want to pass on to the next generations and so on. Right. I think there's no better thank you, Hitty. I think, you know, you're saying you didn't really get to, to thank him, but really honoring him this way is is incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. I, uh, I try. You know, it's... Uh, that's an important part of our program and our identity. But anyhow. And and one thing that you've always said to me, and really I, you know, have adopted it as as my thought also, you've always said to me, every child deserves the opportunity to dance. Mm-hmm. And and I I love that philosophy. You know, most people who open a dance studio are thinking about building a business, earning money, all of that. And, you know, it, it's so true to to explore that maybe they won't dance forever. Maybe it will become something that they didn't even know that they were gifted at. But every child deserves the opportunity to dance. I, I love that. Yeah. I, I, you know, that's that's a great closing remarks for today's podcast. I think I look at working with youth as a privilege. It's not a right. It's a privilege. <clears throat> and when we're working with youth, our personal needs needs to be put aside. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I say, you know, every child needs, uh, deserves a chance to dance. And it's absolutely true. And that's why we offer our program for cheap. And, and that's why we also close for the summer. Because when you run the program and, you know, when we go through, when I go through business seminars, one of the things is you have to become a 12-month 12 12 month facility. I will never convert to that for a reason. You burn the kids out. You're not running the 12-month program in the best interest of the kids, especially the kids that we serve. Mm-hmm. When you take a break, right, from dance, kids start to miss it. So then they get really excited about coming back. And that's that's just like a life lesson, right? Like when you feel like so worn out and you put so much into it and you continuously do it for year after year, you burn out. Mm-hmm. That's just the result. That doesn't, it's not doing any any good to the kids. That's why we make sure to take the summer off because they have that chance to miss it. So then when they come back, they appreciate it more. And that's that's a lesson that can like relate to their future. And um, that's so important to me. Like when and then I get frustrated when people don't do that, you know, like and I know that I can't control other people's action. But within our walls, we're going to continue to, you know, follow all what 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 is in our hearts and, and continue to put our kids first before anything else. And um 
I'm really excited. I'm excited for the recital. And uh, I hope that, listeners, if you are available this Saturday, come join us at Spyglass Ridge Winery at 3 p.m. showtime, 2 p.m. the venue opens. Make sure to bring your own chair because it's an open venue. There's alcohol, there's food, there's going to be a lot of dancing, and it's going to be a one fun dance festival. I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll be back to our normal programming next week and talking about all things related to fitness, nutrition, youth training, and more. Well, thank you for listening as always, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.